If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Paying for it. Comprende? Mojo Five O. Standing Ground is a production of Leahy Media. speak with you about our nation's unprecedented response to the coronavirus outbreak that started in China and is now spreading throughout the world. Today, the World Health Organization officially announced that this is a global pandemic. We have been in frequent contact with our allies, and we are marshalling the full power of the federal government and the private sector to protect the American people. This is the most aggressive and comprehensive effort to confront a foreign virus in modern history. I am confident that by counting and continuing to take these tough measures, we will significantly reduce the threat to our citizens, and we will ultimately and expeditiously defeat this virus. From the beginning of time, nations and people have faced unforeseen challenges, including large-scale and very dangerous health threats. This is the way it always was and always will be. It only matters how you respond, and we are responding with great speed and professionalism. For those of you out there who were making fun of some of your friends that maybe a week and a half or two weeks ago, whatever, started going out and stocking up on essential toiletries, canned foods, and things like that, um, that are now going to supermarkets and seeing empty shelves, um, well, I mean, I, I assume you're looking back and thinking, hmm, you know, maybe my friend down the street or my friend in this state or whatever was thinking strategically and was not overreacting. Now, as I indicated on last week's program, no, you don't want to panic. It's called preparing. The problem now is, is that preparation has become very difficult for people because the supermarkets and the big emporiums 
are having a very difficult time with the old supply and demand issue. For those of you who've taken basic economics, <laughs> we won't get into the to the monetary aspect of it, but they're having a hard time keeping up with stuff. Now, I'm all set, I guess. They're say, what they're saying is this. I mean, I, I know people that have stocked up for six months. What the CDC is advising is that you have enough supplies to basically get you. Well, depending depending on your domestic situation, um, if you are single, that's one thing. But basically, whatever your situation is, everyone in your household or you alone, whatever, have enough supplies to last you essentials for two weeks. Um, which kind of tipped me off. And then I got another tip. And actually, this is something that I will opine in the first break as to we where we, we are going with this and how this relates to the federal government and how the federal government is going to deal with uh, the coronavirus. Uh, it, I, well, it brings attention to it. A couple of well-known people have been diagnosed. Uh, Pierre Trudeau's wife, Justin Trudeau's wife, Prime Minister of Canada's wife has tested positive, and so has uh, Tom Hanks. So Tom Hanks and his wife Rita, but Tom Hanks, I guess now, is no longer Forrest Gump. He's Virus Gump. So, anyway, well, I'm, this is show is going to be the fluid show, and I'm just going to... My, my intent is not to frighten people, but at the same time to be realistic as to how this thing is going to play out. All right. I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Standing Ground. It's uh, about 10 p.m. on the East Coast, 7 on the West. Sit back, relax with your can of ravioli, and you're um, uh, surrounded by your uh, uh, paper towels and bottled water. And let's see if we can get through this show together. Uh, and to you, Tom Hanks. Of course, uh, it's not just you that's being affected, uh, but we'll, we'll uh, lighten it a little bit here, and we'll um, send a little tribute out to Tom Hanks, who has the coronavirus. Jenny, I went to the doctor today, Jenny. I've got coronavirus. Well, like Mama always said, life is like a box of viruses. You never know what you're going to get. Lieutenant Dan and Bubba are going to get checked out, too. All right. Jeremy Leahy is on. A man that's been accused of being pretty much everything. Racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. Welcome to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. I don't know Jeremy. Never met him. I think that he is 
from where I come from, somewhat of a negative force. Informative, controversial, clever, and yes, maybe sometimes just not normal. There's a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yes, you said we'll turn about. Direct and to the point. You are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. A man with a mission. As annoyed as you might be about his zinging descent, he's so utterly charming, so amusing, so sometimes outrageous. Email Jeremy now at standingground1776 at gmail.com. Barbaric! That's standingground1776 at gmail.com. Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there! Jeremy Leahy is on. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. A boy simply trapped in a man's body. This is a real, decent, fine boy. Strap yourself in for a two-hour cascade of candor. This is Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Articulate, thought-provoking, insightful, and fun. You obviously have a wonderful economy with words. I look forward to your next syllable with great eagerness. And now, Jeremy Leahy. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. A show packed with politics, current events, humor, insight, and sometimes... With ridiculous bullshit. This is Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. Inside the through all of my dreams become realities and some of my realities become dreams now here's jeremy Leahy. as i said on monday just looking at the number of cases and the number of countries affected does not tell the full story of the 118 cases reported globally in 114 countries more than 90 percent of cases are in just four countries and two of those china and the republic of korea have significantly declining epidemics 81 countries have not reported any cases did you see appendix and 57 oh. countries have reported 10 cases or less we cannot this we cannot say this loudly enough or clearly enough or often enough all countries can still change the course of this pandemic uh, okay welcome to the program on this uh, upbeat saturday with such great positive news uh to report to you and around the world uh, to my listeners in the united states and elsewhere um th- okay this is bad I, I, when this whole thing originally um, hit the wires, whatever, and I kind of thought, well, you know, it, 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 it's something to report. And and the news, as like I said, indicated last week, um, they love it. It's ratings and all that kind of thing. Now, my, um, my intent here is, and I have a responsibility, like everyone does who, who goes on the air or TV, whatever. I have a responsibility to give you my honest opinion but at the same time, do not want to create mass hysteria. Okay. Th- this is where I believe we are at this thing. I-, I haven't seen, well, I wasn't around, but I haven't seen a, well, I could do two. 9-11 is one, but go. let's go back further than 9-11 of a sort of 
hunkering down, um, I wasn't around, a, a hunkering down of people that, you know, going out, buying canned food, uh, staying in their homes, not going anywhere, just watching the TV, probably in the history of this country recently, relatively recently, contemporary history, would be the Cuban Missile Crisis. With, uh, with Jack Kennedy and the and the Soviet Union with the missiles in Cuba. And uh, it, th- that was real. And twofold as a comparative analysis. At that time, President Kennedy knew a lot of things that he was not telling the American people, which is a good thing. And at the same time, there's a lot of things that Donald Trump knows that he's not telling the American people. Okay, so where are we? Well, life goes on, but one has to be prepared, in my opinion, and to some information that I have received. But I actually, before I got it, I I was highly suspicious. That I'm of the opinion that probably within the next three to five days, uh, we will federally be under a mandated quarantine. Meaning that uh, essentially, essentially a quasi martial law, martial law comes in different levels, but essentially with martial law, to some degree, the Constitution is suspended. Compelling state interests, health and safety, that kind of thing, where you may actually see a presence, a good presence of National Guard or military police in your town. Now, if that happens, it's nothing to be fearful of. It's actually something to be very thankful for because a something like this can cause people to really freak out. And businesses, homes, whatever, people get concerned that, you know, the person who's two blocks down the street that did not properly prepare uh, is going to come banging on your door. Well, I can assure you, I mean, I'm only speaking for myself, but if I looked out the street and I saw a couple of MPs walking down the street with uh, rifles, whatever kind of guns they, I don't know what they use nowadays, um, I'm going to wave and smile at them. The, The government, the government has has always, in modern times anyway, always has a plan for something like this to where they might have to, um, military things like that, may have to importune on our lives. Quarantine camps, that kind of thing. So what, what are we faced with? Well, like we talked about last week, if you contract the virus and you're relatively young, you're in good health, the odds of you surviving it are excellent. The people that are getting very sick and dying tend to be those of the geriatric population. All right. Now, um, hmm. the the idea is, is, as we know right now, we do not have enough testing kits. The president, and I believe the CDC, has reassured us 
that any type of testing is done will be done with no cost to the patient, which makes sense. Uh, yeah, the government should pay for that, that kind of thing. Um, the idea of a forced quarantine, like I say, quasi-martial law, would be to not necessarily halt, but really decrease the amount of of the spread of the virus, to which point they have the necessary contingency plans in place in the United States, in local towns, municipalities, testing kits, and proper procedure. Right now, my understanding is, is that if you are home, they're advising people, what the advice is, don't go out if you don't need to. They're not telling you not to, but if you don't need to, don't go out. Okay, fine, that makes sense. I mean, if you don't have it and you're at home and you're washing your hands and you're not really around anybody that's been exposed, you're probably going to be okay. And that's why people have gone out and freaked out in these supermarkets. A friend of mine sent me a photo last night of a, a, tire, a an entire aisle of where, like, the pasta and the meat sauce is and things like that. You know, those are the best things to buy. Canned soup, things like that, those big bags of rice, uh, chicken broth, the powder, so, you know, you can make as much as you can with the rice and canned foods, vegetables, that kind of thing. So, you, you know, be prepared to say, like, okay, what do I need to do if I'm single and I need to get enough to work maybe two or three meals a day. You might not be a breakfast eater or whatever. Enough to what you can be well-nourished and safe for two weeks. Most likely, you can probably go find a place now where you could do that. Bottle water, things like that, absolutely essential. Um, this is very fluid. It could be change. It could be changing as this show is airing right now. Here in Massachusetts, we're on the verge of all public schools being shut down. Um, some for at least two weeks or thirty days, and then some indefinitely. Sporting events canceled. Uh, the NBA has suspended their season. Rock concerts, forget it. They're even. Uh, we're talking about even small family gatherings. There's a discussion in my family about a possible, you know, we, as I mentioned, I don't want to harp on it. My dad passed away not too long ago, and we were planning on having a, uh, in, in, in memoriam for him, a Sunday brunch with Irish sausages that he absolutely loved, bangers they call them. And we were going to do that on Sunday, and my sister incredibly uh, with situations like this, not not a panicker, but very reasonable, sent out Texas, we're still on, but no hugging, kissing, touching, hand-holding, whatever. My gut reaction is, and I don't blame her, as she's preparing to try to get her daughter back from college because her campus is shutting down, that most likely that uh, brunch will not go forward, and that's fine. What I've done, what we've done in my family which I'm sure you've done too. This is nothing like, you don't need to get advice from me, but I, I think I just think I'm going to share it with you, is we have like the MMS group every day checking in to make sure that you're okay and that you're feeling well and that you don't have a fever. And look, I went out, I have one of those digital thermometers and I went out and I got, uh, it actually goes in your ear and 
it has a little plastic cap on it and you press it for like five seconds and then it beeps. I'm not going to be taking my temperature every day to see if I'm febrile or afebrile. I, I just, if, 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 I, if I don't feel well, I have the proper equipment to check. Now, my understanding is, is that if you are unwell, you call your doctor and then your doctor advises you what to do. And it might be even, no, you, you sound like you're okay. Have some hot soup, get a nap in. I'll check within with you later in the day. And then if it turns out that they're concerned that you may be symptomatic of um, of um, CLB-19, then what they would do is they would send you to a hospital where you they have, you have to drive to a certain area where they come out and they meet you and they come out in their spacesuits and they, you know, like they stick in a bubble and whatever they do. <laughs> oh, God, I hope I don't have to go through this. And then they they haul you in and they, they begin proper treatment and they do testing and whatever. So uh, opening today's program on a really – this is going to be the program today because this story has so many – different implications restaurants i drove by a very popular restaurant in my area just the other night uh which middle of the week tends to be a big night and it, one of two things it was either closed or there was hardly anybody in there i went into a a pizza joint the other day i know i know the owner and i said how's business and he said what business you know he's he's cutting people's hours back. He can't make payroll. Pizza place. Um, we we have we have to be realistic. We cannot be in denial. We have to be reasonable. But that being said, and we talked about this last week, the president of the United States, um, can only do so much. And what I have seen after. Uh, a crybaby Chuck humor, humor, Schumer. Well, he is humor. And Nancy Pelosi took a political dig at the president. Um, I believe it recoiled on them because I believe some people in their own party were like, all right. Because, you know, in times like this, as Hillary Clinton said, what? Stronger together, right? Stronger together. Um, you don't bury the hatchet. You lay down the hatchet. And stick together and do what we need and get behind our president. Even for those of you out there who can't stand him, get behind him. He he wants to help. He doesn't want people to get coronavirus. Um, I don't want to hear, well, he's got financial interest in this company that's making the test kit. He doesn't know what he's doing. And no, 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 this is going to kill us all. No, he doesn't want that. Uh, he has a wife. He has a young son. He has grandchildren. He has friends, and in the United States, being president of the United States, he wants to do everything he can do as his oath dictates, and that is to uh, to protect us. So, um, wrapping up, yeah, I think probably within three to five days, you're going to be told you can't go out, and if you do, unless you're essential personnel, police, fire, that kind of thing, and if you do, whether you be arrested or not, no, but you could be find uh and then they say get home and they ticket you or whatever you can't go out and businesses being shut businesses have already basically been shut down everything is uh being done uh, uh, from home virtual office work that kind of thing 
Uh, by the way, today's show for me is uh, being done without a live studio audience. <laughs> I don't have to worry. I've disinfected my microphone. I'm 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 in good shape. So, and who knows? I mean, in the radio business, for those people who do shows at actual radio stations, they may consider just putting in rewinds. Because you have you have to put it this way: what's considered a gathering? A gathering is not just a football game or a basketball game. A, a, a gathering could just be a family gathering, like I was talking in the aforementioned about. The most likely, it's not going to happen. The brunch at my sister's. All right, um, here we are. We're going to continue with this. More thoughts, more things, more things rolling in, uh, more items on the news. Um, boy, this. This is really something else. I have never seen anything like this, or any of you have seen it, uh, anything like this, unless of those of you of the Cuban Missile Crisis generation. Okay, uh, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. My email is standingground1776 at gmail.com. This is Mojo 5 Radio. Talk to you on the other side of the break. I'll give you the updated number on the number of tested, uh, positive tests in the state of California and the number of deaths. Uh, give you a sense of... Uh, where we are going with an executive order that I signed yesterday evening and with new guidance as it relates to large uh, non-essential events of 250 or more in the state of California. And we will walk through details of the Grand Princess as well uh, as those operations are now moving into their final phase. Having an extra supply of food on hand is just smart. Some people call it prepping. I call it smart. You never know what's going to happen in this world. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll find out a lot of good reasons to have that food and some great prices. MyPatriotSupply.com. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-452-1075. 800-452-1075. That's 800-452-1075. Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812 800-978-4812 800-978-4812 
That's 800-978-4812. You know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. If you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Welcome back to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy here on Mojo Five O Radio. dying you just can't think of anything good to do when cameron was in egypt's land let my cameron go all right welcome back to the program i'm jeremy lay this is mojo 50 radio uh yeah to, to you to you uh especially you high school students no you 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 do not have to pull a ferris bueller um, you, uh, they, they, school is done it, at least for, uh, at least for the time being as we move forward through. Yeah. We are in, we are in crisis mode. Okay. Uh, this will be cut one, please. Hundreds of shoppers rush into a Los Angeles Costco this morning with this warning. Supplies are being rationed to keep up with the unprecedented coronavirus panic shopping. Customers run down store aisles at full speed and then quickly start loading up their carts. Within moments of this Costco opening, a sea of shoppers came back to this area where the water and paper goods are stored. Our camera crews were allowed exclusive access inside the store before it opened. This Costco is getting deliveries around the clock, as you can see, a lot of water and paper goods. And within an hour, all of this will be gone. All part-time employees are working full-time shifts. Merchandise stocker Hector Flores says he's never seen demand like this, even on Black Friday. It's just hectic. As you can see, they're stuck in this high. It's never been this high. These pallets have come from the dock. We're backed up just a bit. Is it a nightmare to keep all of this in stock? It, it goes quick. General Manager Thad Kalez says customers were waiting up to three hours for supplies to be restocked, so now some products are limited to two items each. Right now there is a limit on paper goods, uh, all tissues, uh, paper towels, and water. At checkout, hundreds of shoppers, some wearing masks, are eager to take their ration supplies home. Why are you stocking up? Are you, are you concerned? Very. So what have you come here to buy? Water, toilet paper, hand sanitizer, canned goods. Everybody was Yeah. Get your hands off my paper towels. Those are my baby wipes. Twenty cases of water now. Well, um, here we are. <laughs> Are okay, uh, here here's where we're at, and this is the information that I'm getting. As you you guys know. In, in something like this, a situation can be so fluid that you don't know really who to believe and who not to believe. 
as far as well not just within the disease itself but um well self-preservation survival of the fittest um the, the, what i'm hearing is that regardless of your situation is that you need to have enough basic supplies to whether you you or your family whatever to last you two weeks three probably better a month wouldn't hurt but at least two weeks essentials but mainly uh canned foods things that are not going to go bad and of course water uh, you can never have enough uh bottled water I mean, I, I did the bulk thing a while back. I think I talked about it in the first break. Everyone was kind of laughing at me, and now they're not laughing at me. You know what's interesting, too? I, I, I'm i sort of like in between, um, okay, remain calm, because then, you know, and, and, and sort of that in between the panicking phase. And the reason that I'm in that is because there's so many unknowns with this thing. We're, we're getting we're getting new information every single day. I had a friend who texted me yesterday and said, "You know, why are you why are you, you're you're overreacting? People are freaking out. You are at very low risk." Which, yeah, I am. I mean, I'm I'm on the younger side of the scale. I am in relatively good health, and even if I do get exposed, the odds of it taking me off this mortal coil are extremely slim to the disappointment of many anyway um if you are if you're elderly or whatever that's that's a far different story but but that doesn't mean that it cannot affect my life and affecting my life would be a forced quarantine where in other words the state or the federal government says you can't go out as we as we talked in the last break, which would like totally suck, but um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, as they say, right? So you're not going to catch me off guard. I don't know about you, but I'm um, I'm not going to put myself in that position. Okay, well, there. This is now. Now this is now we're going to go to the next level, right? What about going to work? Well, if you can't work, then you don't have any money. To buy a toilet paper. I, I'm i a little confused. Oh, by the way, I'm just seeing here on the wire that the president is going to speak. Uh, my show's pre-recorded. Um, the plan is to, you're going you're gonna to know by now, because my show airs at 10 o'clock on a Saturday, and I'm starting to work on this on Friday. Um, the president is planning on declaring a state of emergency. Now, that is not martial law. What, what that means is that it, he's able to tap into certain resources um, using his executive signatory to take care of things. So anyway, just to bounce back, so I don't want to go off track, is whether or not Congress, if, for instance, people can't go to work or they're not in jobs where they can work from home, whether they work in retail or they work in a restaurant that's been shut down or restaurant that has not been shut down but is cutting back seriously on on hours, uh, and understandably so, because management can't make payroll if there's no one's coming in to eat in a restaurant. Because when you think about it, I mean, restaurants are where people stay. I, I stopped into a guy. I think I did. I tell you? Well, I will again. See, maybe I have it because it's going to my brain. I stopped into a guy I know who has a pizza place the other day, and I go, "How was business?" And he said, "What business?" 
He's got skeleton crew. Well, anyway, um, is w- w- are they going to like, for instance, uh, you could file for some form of unemployment online that would give you like a weekly stipend or a monthly stipend. They say stimulus package. Uh, does that mean they're going to we're going to get some like check in the mail or uh, food vouchers or I, I don't? It, it's it's we're in such the early like, this whole thing could blow over in two weeks or it is or it's just going to get worse. My my not to be hyperbolic and I don't want to scare anybody, but I don't think it's going to get any better for quite some time. I think we're looking at six months before this thing is really really under control. So um, those are the lot of questions that I have because most people in the United States do work in jobs where they can't work from home. They have to get in their car, they have to put gas in their car and they have to go somewhere. So, I mean, I, I have some friends who work in office environments and they've been told that like all off out of office meetings have been companies are canceling trips over well first of all you can't the the ban now is in effect for 30 days if you're in europe you can't you can't get back you can't get in here so what you take something like this the coronavirus it's not the virus it's just affecting people it's well it's affecting everything commerce the markets employment um, people's everyday lives, education. Where, where I am in Massachusetts right now, it looks as though is that all schools are going to be shut down, all schools, at least at least for thirty days, or for at least for three weeks. And they'll and they'll update the districts will update or the state will update when they plan on reopening again, whether that's to disinfect or whether that's to wait and see uh, what happens. So there's where we're at. And I don't really see it going, um, I don't see it getting any, it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better, I guess what I'm saying. Okay, well, um, th- this is, my, oh boy, this is an uplifting show today. But look, I have to be, I, I have I have to be honest with you. I mean, we could, we could joke around a little bit. I mean, I played some kind of funny stuff. I mean, I was thinking of doing, maybe in the next break, we'll do a Corona karaoke and do some karaoke songs. I don't know, maybe not. But, um. Uh, uh, okay, anyway, this is Mojo Five O Radio. This is Standing Ground. I am Jeremy Leahy. My email is standingground1776 at gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. As always, um, you, hey, look, if you're quarantined and you're bored and you want to listen to some good radio, you can download some of my uh, shows. Uh, they're on uh, Spotify, Spreaker, uh, and Apple iTunes, as always. So you can always uh, play catch up. So if you want to get off Corona, you can also scroll back a year and listen to some programs to get your mind off it. Uh, but I do encourage you to be um, monitoring the news very, very carefully and keeping an eye, keep an eye on things. Okay. Uh, one, one, <clears throat> once again, the uh, president is scheduled to speak in a while, and we will we'll go to that. Uh, the plan is that he is to declare a state of emergency in the United States, uh, which will broaden his powers much like governors have already done in uh, respective states throughout the union. So once again, we'll go to that uh, when it happens. All right. Okay, where where things get tricky uh, with something like this, and then when it comes in contact with the law and constitution and civil liberties. All right, well, 
we've we've used the term before. Well, you've heard it. Um, compelling state interest, uh, health and safety risk. Okay. Here's a situation as it relates to the coronavirus. Okay, you uh, have been exposed. Your doctor advises you. Uh, you have knowingly been exposed. I mean, you have it. Your doctor advises you to um, quarantine and and not go out and sit tight for a while and um, keep in touch with your healthcare provider as to how you're feeling, whatever, to which time they tell you, yeah, you're fine, you can go out. Okay, well, there's hypo one. Hypo two is you have the coronavirus uh, you've tested positive now. Whether um, you might be okay, and they uh, you don't need to be admitted. You're not that bad. You what? what I don't know. Whatever. It could, there's so many different things with this. But say, for instance, you get into a situation where you are told by the government, or all of us could be, right? We talked about this in the last break. I'm a little further. Is that a court, a judge? can sign what's known as a writ of mandamus, we command, and order you to stay home, even if you either have symptoms or you've been exposed. And if you violate that court order, you are in contempt. There was a very famous case in Virginia years ago where um, a man had been, what happened? He had been exposed to tuberculosis, I believe, and he was informed uh, the 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 health providers went went to the court and the court informed him that he could not leave his house for a period of time he had to sit tight and until they they released him it's not false imprisonment no it's not um and he took off and went to a father daughter dance thing and i think he was apprehended and brought back home i don't they didn't send him to prison obviously but um, he faced the consequences. I think he paid a fine. Maybe, maybe not. Well, anyway, you've got that sort of thing, right? Okay, well, then you have the government at this point is recommending that even to the point of family gatherings or, or events, no more than 250 people. Now, I, I don't know where they're getting 250, 200, did I say 250 million? 200, God. 250 people I I don't know where they're getting that number but they have it anyway could be 30 people I don't know I mean like I I mentioned I was supposed to have a brunch at my sister's this uh, coming Sunday and we've she's called it off I mean obviously I understand I get it she wrote me a text last night she goes yeah I'll probably see you sometime in June Um, but that kind of thing and you could say well wait a minute the government cannot importune on my constitutional right under the First Amendment to peaceably assemble. Yes, they can. The government can tell you, no, you cannot go to church. No, you can't go to your family brunch. Uh, No, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. So whether or not this is going to lead to courtroom battles, (laughs) I have to be done. 
<laughs> face the judge on Facebook or something. I, I mean, I, I, I'm just going through my head. I mean, how do you do that? Because if you got coronavirus and you want to, um, you want to challenge, uh, a, well, a habeas petition and your right to to access to the courts, I guess you're going to have to FaceTime the judge because you know you're not going to be able to go into the courtroom. So it it's really amazing because in my lifetime, I mean, nine eleven was pretty big in effect like travel and all that and there was a lot of paranoia and it was this part of a uh was this a one-time thing or is another attack coming and then there was the anthrax thing this to me is far different and it 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 is it has a far different effect i mean it there's they're they're similar in contrast but in specificity it's having a lot of the same kind of deleterious effect on commerce industry employment look I, I live in Boston. Uh, they've shut down the Museum of Science. The Kennedy Library has been shut down. Um, people aren't going to regular libraries. They're not going out to dinner. They're not going to restaurants. They're not. They're they're basically doing what the government has only asked them to do, and they're doing it before. Uh, well, if it's going to be mandated, which is quite a plausibility. I went on the Drudge Report this morning. Now, I do like Matt Drudge, and I do like the Drudge Report, but to me, sometimes, some of the headlines are overly hyperbolic, estimating these many amount of deaths, and then they like, well, you know, if you read it, okay, that is definitely a possibility, but that usually tends to be people who are already sick that contract it. So, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record. Um, I went to work today, um, I, I, what am, what am I supposed to do? I don't, I mean, I can only, I, I can only do so much until, until I'm told to do otherwise as can you, I mean, I, the only, the only thing I can do, uh, in my life that I truly do enjoy, not have to worry about being exposed is this radio program that I do from home, looking out the window. It's very convenient. Um, okay, radio shows. I mean, radio stations, are they, I'm sure they're spraying down the microphones. I'm sure they're, um, look, CBS in New York, I believe, didn't they, have they shut, they've, yeah, they've shut down uh, the their main studios in New York because there were a few people that tested positive. Um, so, I mean, Everything from the media, the press, museums, restaurants, banks, they're telling people, stay away from the bank if you can. Just do all your banking online. Oh, here's one thing. This is, well, a couple of things. You want to be very careful of scams. Secret Service did this they were on television the other night where you might go online or you might get a phone call saying, oh, you know, you can't get hand sanitizer. Hey, for just $20, we'll ship you um, a one gallon drum of um, Purell hands sanitizer. We have a we have a back supply here, and then you get it in the mail, and it's like um, it's like a, a big bowl of like jelly <laughs> or Jello or something like that, or just water or something like that. I mean, I think with stuff like that, I think everybody should practice good common sense. Or the other one would be this. Um, yes, hello, I'm calling from this and they're doing it, and we have a. Emergency fund available for you. Please give me your banking information. That kind of stuff that you've got those calls from overseas, those scams. 
uh, and they want to uh, look may not be from overseas or right? I don't want to be like stereotypical but a lot of those scams do come from other countries that you will get a call and say oh uh, uh, the under the executive authority of the government uh, the treasury has been authorized to deposit um, uh, per month uh, $500 into your checking account can we please have your uh, routing number and your checking account number and then you know you give it to them and then they go in and they rob you blind so if you get anything like that, hang up, call your bank, and say, you know, take all the information. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Blah, blah, blah. Make sure that you check with your state website or the federal websites, whatever, Treasury Department, and find out whether or not someone's trying to screw you. Because it's in times like this that those bastards are out there, uh, and they'll do anything to make a buck. And a lot of people are vulnerable. Uh, they're scared, They're especially the elderly. And they will happily pull out their credit card or their read number and their check and give it to somebody. Just don't do it. Just hang up. Um, I mean, to me, if the, if the government's going to issue stimulus checks, uh, I mean, I'm going to have to see something pretty legitimate and would run it by a professional at a bank to make darn sure that it is legitimate and a statement from the government that it's real before I'm giving any information to anyone all right uh watching the television here coming up the uh the president is going to come out to the rose garden and address the country and take questions we'll stay with it as long as we can the word is is that he is going to declare a national state of emergency so uh now that once again i have to reiterate that doesn't mean everyone should freak out once again, it would just give him broader powers, which many states have already done. Massachusetts, where I'm including it, and I know Rhode Island, and I believe now New Hampshire, uh, where governors, and it just gives the president more power to tap into resources. The word is that uh, I think it's $50 billion um, in stimulus to help employers, whatnot. Now, what that all means, I don't know. Uh, the president will get into more detail that detail as that, um, as that moves on. So, look, very newsy show today. Um, well, inject a little humor into it, I guess. We can have a little fun. Nothing wrong with it. It's just that there's so much going on. I felt there's an obligation uh, to inform you um, as the best I can, to the best of my ability, from my vantage point, through my lens and the resource that I have in front of me. Not saying that I know any more than you do. I don't. Um through all this, I, I figure there's no point in becoming a catastrophist. But yeah, I have prepared. And I have, I have many friends, and I'll reiterate this because they say your audience is always changing, that when I went and I did my stock up, they were all laughing at me and calling me crazy, even though I am. But um, they're calling me being like, oh, I went to the store today. Nothing's left. I'm like, well, no, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I mean look. There's probably, you know what's strange? Not strange. Where you might make out a little bit better is if you go to like a small town convenience store, like a 7-Eleven or up here we have a thing called Tedeschi, where believe it or not, th those places don't seem to be getting raided. It's the supermarkets and the Costco's and the bulk. But look, you know, something is much better than nothing. Um, okay, as you know, there have been a few um, government leaders who have, uh, uh, well, yeah, they've sequestered, they quarantined themselves. Uh, Ted Cruz and Senator uh, 
sorry, Congressman Doug Collins of of Georgia. Okay, and the the word is out is that President Trump himself may have very well been exposed. Exposed. You may have been exposed, but it doesn't mean that you you've got it. So we talked about earlier the questions. I don't I don't expect the president well he has to do his job. But at any point in time it gets out or the White House physician says to the president, You've got the coronavirus. Well, no more cabinet meetings. I mean, they'll still have them, but there'll be phone conferences or um video conferences. He's not going to travel. I mean, he can. And even as president of the United States, he has to understand that he, as president, has an obligation just like everybody else has, is that if he has the coronavirus, he needs to, um, I, I look, I mean, I, I'm i going way out on a limb, but who knows? They might bring him up to Bethesda Hospital and stick him in a bubble. And he'll run the country from there, which can be done. The president can do a lot from a hospital bed. Uh, I know Ronald Reagan did <laughs> after he recovered from a bullet wound. Um, he can still be brought information, sign documents, meet with people, talk with technology. Now, the way it is, I mean, they can just set up a, a IR operation for him inside a quarantine um, area and he can be, he can run the country. So I'm not concerned about that. It would just be interesting to see that if we get to that point, whether or not the President of the United States, because, you know, as difficult as he can be, uh, take medical advice from White House uh, officials, White House physician, and saying, look, uh, Mr. President, sir, with all due respect, I'm telling you right now, uh, you're not going anywhere and you need to stay hunkered down. That would be that would be an absolute first in this country. I don't know if we actually had, did we have a president that was like a OCD never went out, kind of like a germ freak before the term OCD came. It might have been Garfield. Maybe Garfield, he went like once a week, he'd go up and have a... Um, a brandy or a, you go down for a brandy and a cigar down to the old Hawk and Dove in Washington. Maybe it was him. I don't know. But we had one president that was a real uh, a real hermit and and never went out, never social. I forget. Anyway, if anyone knows, that's just a little presidential trivia you can tell me. Standing ground 1776 at gmail.com. All right. This is Mojo 5 Radio. We got town hall news coming up next. Um, it, we, we are we are awaiting the president at some point to come out, with, come out and speak. And when he does, uh, we will go to that immediately. You know, quickly, one thing I've noticed is that I I live in a town, a relatively small town, where during the week, the traffic is pretty, it's not crazy, but it's pretty busy. Over the last couple of days, it's been dead. Okay, up against the clock. Let's go out. This is uh, Representative Doug Collins of Georgia, who's in quarantine. Uh, he went on television and did an interview, all right? Uh, town Hall News up next. Be right back. And, uh, yeah, and when the president comes out to the Rose Garden, we'll go right to it. All right, be right back. So here now via Skype, Republican Congressman Doug Collins, who is 12 quarantined because he came in contact with someone who uh, did contract the virus at uh, CPAC this year. Uh, Congressman, good to see you tonight. What do you make of that report that says that most Americans will likely be exposed to coronavirus as as you were and are you still asymptomatic 
Uh, Mark, it's good to be with you. Yes, I'm asymptomatic. I'm feeling fine. I've been no problems. In fact, I've carried on my normal uh, workout routine and, and doing work from here uh, at home and, and communicating back with my office in D.C., especially as we've been dealing with FISA and other things on uh, in Washington. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting is, is we can come in contact. One of the reasons that we're following the protocol set forth because I was exposed to someone who has tested positive is to make sure that everybody follows these recommendations. Just as Dr. Fauci said, if we take control of this and we do what we're supposed to, we can make sure that this virus is, is relatively contained. People can be exposed, but not get the virus. And I think I'm a living proof of that. If we do the right things, do our hand washing, if we're sick, go to the doctor, those kind of things. And that's why the message that I'm trying to get out is that the administration is working through as well, is follow the protocols yeah. and we can make sure that we have this thing under control. So you- is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Ron DeRockstra. President Trump has tested negative for the coronavirus. Late Friday night, the president decided to get tested for COVID-19 after having direct and indirect contact with several people who tested positive for the virus. White House physician Sean Conley says the president's test came back negative. The White House also says Mr. Trump does not have any symptoms of the virus. In a new development, the White House is checking the temperature of anyone who is in close contact with the president and vice president. Greg Clugston, Washington. North Carolina this afternoon joined a growing list of states closing schools to help stem the spread of the virus. Other individual school districts around the country either temporarily shutting doors or prolonging spring break. Meanwhile, the Trump administration's broadening its European travel ban to include now Britain and Ireland. They've had a little bit of activity, unfortunately. And we're working with the states, and we are considering other restrictions. And some of those may be traveling to areas in the U.S. that are high risk or hotbeds of coronavirus activity. Overseas, more U.S. troops in Iraq have been injured from a rocket attack against a coalition base north of Baghdad. Iraqi security officials said Saturday's rocket attack struck Camp Taji just before 11 in the morning local time. Some of the 25 rockets hit an area where coalition forces are based, while others fell on air defense units. Five people were wounded in the attack, including three coalition members and two Iraqi soldiers. George Bonzani with that report. Meanwhile, federal authorities are warning consumers about fake home testing kits for the coronavirus after customs agents intercepted a package at Los Angeles International Airport filled with vials labeled as COVID-19 test kits. Testing is only conducted in verified state and local public laboratories across the country. News and analysis at townhall.com. We would like to remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and their guests appearing on Mojo Five O Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Five O Radio. Mojo Five O Five O. 
Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Are you nearly maxed out in your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in, and you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on, and now you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? Good, because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse and put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800-380-4293. 800-380-4293. 800-380-4293. 800-380-4293. That's 800-380-4293. December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? What are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee into the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Hey, it's Adrian Slade, and you're listening to Mojo Five O. Live free. You're listening to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy on Mojo 5 Radio. I want the kids in bed by nine. I want the dog fed, the yard watered, and the gate locked. And get a note to the milkman. No more cheese. Sure you're not. Uh, uh, I don't think what so. <laughs> no touching. Okay, well, believe it or not, you're probably not shocked by this, but it takes something like the coronavirus for Congress uh, to actually um, do something. There was there was some talk about how uh, Congress was going to shut down for 30 days. Um, As a precaution, I say, well, I mean, what's the point? It's not like you do anything anyway. But anyway, that being said, uh, this is cut for a news report. Please go ahead. And tonight, Congress appears to have a deal on a relief plan. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi spent the past 24 hours in intense negotiations with the Treasury Secretary. ABC's Mary Bruce is on Capitol Hill. Mary, we're hearing there's a deal. What does it look like? 
Yeah, Diane, the speaker has just announced that they have reached an agreement. This is a bill that's intended to provide immediate relief to Americans who are suffering from coronavirus. It would include free coronavirus testing, also enhanced paid family and sick leave, and it would boost unemployment insurance. It would also include measures to increase food security across the country, but it does not include several measures that the president has been demanding, like a payroll tax cut. Now, both Speaker Pelosi and the Treasury Secretary agree that there could be additional bills and measures in the coming weeks. And Diane, they have spent the last 24 hours in intense negotiations, the two of them speaking more than a dozen times just today to try and hammer all of this out. The House is going to be acting on this tonight, and then the Republican-controlled Senate will be following suit on Monday. Well, Diane. good to hear about action out of Washington. Mary Bruce from the Capitol, we appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, so what I'm getting from this, and I guess I'll give credit where credit is due, and that is that uh, Botox Nancy has released has uh, come to an agreement with the White House. They've uh, some type of a, a stimulus package to help businesses, private businesses, individuals, whatever, uh, to help get resources to individuals who 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 are in need. Um, I, I can assure you, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, everybody on both sides of the aisle, um, uh, they don't need to worry. And believe it or not. If if we get to like a really in a into a very serious serious situation, don't worry. They get on government jets and they're flown into little um, hibernated bunkers and they'll be just fine. So I don't need to worry about it. They are they are the elites on both sides of the aisle. They get the special. They've got the they've got health insurance and you can be rest assured there's probably test kits already on Capitol Hill. But anyway, hey look, I guess it's just a perk, right? That's just the way it is. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> all equal in the eyes of the law. All right. Well, anyway. Um, one of the senators who actually I like very much, um, uh, Ted Cruz, he, he he has self quarantined. Let's play this cut. This is a courtesy of a courtesy of CNN. This is just uh, yesterday. And one of the lawmakers who will be considering that proposal is Texas Senator Ted Cruz, but he is under self quarantine right now and joins us now by phone. Senator, thanks for talking to us. Diane, it's good to be with you. Thank you for having me. So I understand that you had to extend your quarantine after you learned of a second interaction. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling terrific. I, I have no symptoms. I'm in good health, uh, but I'm trying at the same time to be cautious and prudent. Uh, and the quarantine came about from two separate interactions. Uh, two weeks ago at, at the CPAC uh, gathering, uh, I interacted, I, I visited with and shook hands with a person who subsequently tested positive for coronavirus. I was informed of that nine days later. Uh, when I found out about that, I spoke with the CDC, I spoke with the HHS, I spoke with the health department in both the city of Houston and Harris County where I reside, and I spoke with my own doctor. Based on their advice, they concluded that I did not meet the CDC criteria for self-quarantine uh, because the, the encounter had been brief and it had been nine days without symptoms. Nevertheless, I decided in, in an abundance of caution uh, to impose my own self-quarantine, and so I spent 14, the remainder of the 14-day period in my home away from other people. That self-quarantine ended yesterday, so I was happily looking forward to uh, tonight taking my family out to dinner and, and, and um, ending the quarantine, and then unfortunately I found out uh, last night that a second person I had encountered, a, a Spanish government official who had come to meet me in my, in my office in D.C., had tested positive for coronavirus last night. And, and so as a result of that, 
I decided to extend uh, the self-quarantine for 14 days from that interaction. Uh, that will expire on, on March 17th. So I... Okay, well, I mean, he, he's, he's leading by example. That's a good thing. Well, that being said, I, I think he's going to be okay. Actually, I think he's fine. But um, he, he took the necessary precautions, as is uh, Doug Collins and a few others. Well, um, take a wild guess. Who do you think was the first congressperson, because I don't want to give it away, because it could be male or female, who was going to take the coronavirus and inject racism into it. Um, you guessed it, and uh, here is that person. Listen to what comes out of this congressperson's mouth. Honestly, it sounds almost so silly to say, but there's a lot of restaurants that are feeling the pain of racism, uh-huh. uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. Okay. Um, they're not patroning Asian restaurants uh-huh. because of just straight up racism around oh. the coronavirus. Oh, so okay. Yeah, you you um you guessed it. Um it's Valley Girl Bubblehead Alexandria Cortez. Play the cut again just to, just so you know that and you realize that you know you, you're not hearing things and, and listen to how asinine she sounds go. Honestly it sounds almost so silly to say but there's a lot of restaurants that are feeling the pain of racism, uh-huh. uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. Okay. Um, they're not patroning Asian restaurants uh-huh. because of just straight up racism around oh. the coronavirus. Oh, so okay. she really is an idiot. I mean, look, here's this, right? The old you've heard the saying, what's what's good for the goose? Right. Well, I can tell you something right now. Since this whole story broke, and I love Chinese food, I can assure you, um, the good, the, the quality stuff, not the stuff you don't know where you're really going to get. Um, but uh, no, I have not gone to a Chinese food restaurant. I have not ordered Chinese food. Um, and I'm not going to. So I guess what Bubblehead Cortez is doing is, I guess, because I don't do that, that makes me a racist. Well, I, I'd like to know if she's gone to a Chinese. Maybe she has. But I'd like to know uh, if all of a sudden there was a knock on her door with a couple of individuals who want to talk to her about uh, their business losing. And, you know, they just got back from China and they, they got in before the before the travel ban. And they'd like to come down and sit in her office and have a cup of coffee um, I'd like to know whether she'd be willing to um, meet with them. I know I wouldn't, and it would not make me a racist in the slightest. So who knows? Uh, let's see what happens when there's a knock at the door of Alexandria Cortez's office, and she opens the door, and she sees this. <laughs> What's happening, hot stuff? Uh, she'll she'll probably run screaming. I, I, you know, in in all fairness to the Democrats, as far as I know, and if if I'm incorrect, just email me email me at standingground seventeen seventy six at gmail dot com. Um, she's the only one that I've heard thus far that has injected uh, the old race argument into the coronavirus. 
it's called being sensible. Um, look, uh, a lot of um, you know, a lot of nail salons that are predominantly um, Asians who do um, manicures, pedicures, whatever, they're suffering because some people don't want to go because they, you know, China is where this whole thing started. So, I mean, she she all she she takes she'll 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 put she'll find racism in a ham sandwich. And that's why, from a political aspect, just to get off the coronavirus for a moment, because I know it's consumed most of the program, because I really have no choice. It's all there is out there right now, um, is that she's being challenged. And I believe that she is incredibly vulnerable moving forward um, over the last since her tenure in office. The, some of the stupid stuff that has come out of her mouth has even embarrassed her own party. And the word is behind the scenes is that Chuck Schumer, who's also from New York, has been trying to tap up people to get her out because she's on what's called the left lunatic fringe, which kind of Chuck Schumer is to a certain degree, but not as bad as AOC like AOC. You don't go to the Chinese restaurant because of Corona. You're a racist. So, uh, no. And I and I think most reasonable Americans would probably agree with me that um, her saying that um, she is out of her mind, which she has always been. All right. This is uh, Standing Ground. This is Mojo Five O Radio. Don't forget my shows are backlogged on uh, Spreaker as well as Spotify and iTunes. Um, it is Corona Evening Saturday. Uh, it not a show I was really looking forward to to be doing. However, um, had no choice. It's just it has been. It's now over the last um, five, five, four, three days or so that the story now has really be, is getting legs, and people are getting concerned. And it's everywhere you go, twenty four seven, radio, internet, television, print, everywhere. So it is the story, and hopefully within time, it's going to uh, pass. And we'll move on to other topics. Uh, most likely Wednesday, even if it my Wednesday show coming up Wednesday at noon. Unless there's something really, really huge happening with Corona, I'll probably get off it for a while to give ourselves a break. Okay, now moving on. It, one of the individuals, I'm going to play a cut here. It's actually two individuals. But the one I've been impressed with the most throughout this, uh, and I believe he will be at the White House presser that we're going to uh, go to. Uh, actually, you know, I'm pre-recorded, so if you haven't heard it, you're going to hear it now. Coming up here in a bit, we're expected the president to come to the Rose Garden, so we'll play that. We'll go right to it. Um, is this Dr. Anthony Fauci? I think I have that pronounced correctly. Uh, here he is uh, uh, testifying in front of House Oversight, along with uh, David Redfield from the CDC, and. You know, he's not in panic mode, but what he's saying is it's this whole thing is about just making sense and being practical. So why don't we play that? And then I have a I, I want to weigh in on this a little bit. OK, go ahead. Issue is in the spirit of staying ahead of the game right now. We should be doing things that separate us as best as possible from people who might be infected. And there are ways to do that. You know, we use the word social distancing, but most people don't know what that means. For example, crowds. Um, we just heard that they're going to limit access to the Capitol. That's a really, really good idea to do. I know you like to meet and press the flesh with your constituencies. Not, I think not, you, not now. I, I, I think you need. I need. I think <laughs> you need to really cool it for a while because we should. We should be practicing mitigation 
even in areas that don't have a dramatic increase. I mean, everyone looks to Washington State, they look to California, they're having an obvious serious problem. But their problem now may be our problem tomorrow. So we've got to act like there's going to be a problem. And that means doing everything you possibly can to do the guidelines that the CDC puts up, which sound very simplistic, but they're really important. Common, common sense. Common sense, yes. Finally, I know when this first became public, we, uh, I think this country had test kits out to, in, in an effort to find a vaccine to those willing, I guess, to be tested. Where are we on that? I want to just sort of stress the complexity of getting tests, as we've heard from a number of your colleagues, is not just about having the reagents that CDC originally made for a test. Um, you, you obviously need that test kit, and we've put out in the public health system over 75,000, so the public health labs have that. But the public health labs actually have to have the people to do the test, and what is their capacity to do the test? They have to have the equipment to do the test. And what's the capacity of the equipment they have? They have to have some of the early reagents that they need, uh, not to get too technical, but you got to extract nucleic acid in order for the test to go into our kit. So there's a whole system that we can see that there's different, you know, limitations as we expand, expand, expand. Okay, all right. We can see. So you can see, I tried to explain area. why we... So... What I take from that, and I think you do too, is that from here on out, life for a while is just not going to be the same as it normally is. I My studio is adjacent to my bedroom, and I look out on the main road. And in the last half hour, normally on a Wednesday, on a Saturday, even on a Saturday, um people are out and about they're doing things but i also know i think i mentioned this earlier yesterday thursday and wednesday and thursday usually around um 8 30 or so in the morning the traffic is backed up all the way up the main road by my house and i'm looking out and it's not a ghost town but i think what's happening is this word of non-contact and everything like that is uh, well it's metastasized and people are beginning to heed the advice of the government. Now, two, what is not off the table, and that is a 100% complete shutdown. Uh, that even, I believe, Fauci himself, uh, Anthony Fauci, has alluded to that is quite plausibility. is just that businesses and everybody, everybody just hunkers down and basically we just cease. We cease to operate. Um, I hope not. Um, I, it, 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 you know, you could you could say, oh, you're being overly dramatic, you're being hyperbolic, whatever. But think about this. It was only, what, three weeks ago that was breaking news and someone said, there are now two reported cases of the coronavirus in the United States. Now we're over, what, 1,000? So, I mean, someone you know, someone made a good point. Just to take to take it to take it down a notch a little bit too, is every couple of years we go through this flu outbreak, 
whatever. Uh, I remember like the swine flu. Uh, H1N1 was another one, I forget. SARS, that kind of thing. But they tended to be relatively confined. They were in certain areas. This this here is different because this has actually been declared a pandemic. I I sh- I tried to get someone from the CDC on and infectious diseases to break all this down because even when I like Wikipedia, try, the difference between a pandemic and an epidemic, and it's kind of like trying to distinguish between DEFCON four and DEFCON one. I mean, what is what is each? But a pandemic is pretty bad. Well, it's worldwide, and um. Look, my objective here, of course, here at the network, too, I'm sure we we don't want to invoke hysteria or panic. But at the same time, like Dr. Fauci said, we have to be practical. You know, it's interesting. I said early in the show, everybody's freaking out because they can't find hand sanitizer. But where I've gone, there's plenty of hand soap. Antibacterial soap is probably just as good, if not better. Someone said to me the other day that um, dishwashing liquid is very effective. So, and it's too because shouldn't we be practicing good hygiene anyway? <laughs> it's like we get a message from the CDC, like we're all walking around and we all have BO and we smell and we stink and all that kind of thing. Uh, is now all of a sudden we're uh, we're all neat freaks and we're we're spraying, cleaning, and taking showers. That's something I knew I normally do anyway. Though I don't honestly. I mean, what is it they say? Um. You wash your hands for 20 se- seconds. Oh, I got, I wish I could remember. And you sing a song. It's, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an old Victorian rhyme or something like that. I don't know. I, I wash my hands and I sing Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. That's what I do. Uh, that gets me, that gets me really, really cleaned up. So anyway. Um, all right. So, uh, we are now, uh, okay. I'm looking here at the TV. President to come into the, President to address the country, Rose Garden, to declare a state of emergency um, in the next few minutes. So what, see, what the White House does is, um, well, at every event, they give like a two-minute warning. So we're not even there yet. But um, up against the clock, I mean, I'll we'll, we'll, we'll go to it. And then we'll, uh, I'll carry as much of it as I can. Um, I honestly think, this is the first time I've done a show on just one topic. Since I've been on this network anyway. And here at Mojo. But I I don't I, I don't remember in my lifetime well I mean, as far as people really getting spooked. And scared, um, really, since 9-11. Um, I've talked to some people in my family of the older generation that remember polio. Um, that kind of thing where, you know, you didn't, you, 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 you people, uh, you didn't go into swimming pools. You didn't do all sorts of things. Um, it's interesting, Dr. Fauci talked about social distancing. And I guess the word is, what is it? You Six feet apart? Well, you know, Ted Cruz said he's going to take his family out for dinner. Are they going to be sitting six feet apart from each other? I mean, I, I, it's, I, I don't 
I, my mind is such a crockpot with all this stuff. I don't know what I sh- well. I know what I've done. The stocking up thing. I get that. But as as I as I was going out today, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, um, should I be talking to this person or should I be? Or, well, by the way, the a face mask doesn't do anything. That's what they're saying now. A face mask basically psychologically makes you feel better, but other than that, it doesn't do a damn thing. Um, you, you're 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 in a store. You're in a supermarket. Um, if you hear someone cough, what do you do? Do you run? Uh, do you go home and jump in the shower? <laughs> it's just so you ha- have to kind of do a little bit of what I said last week, and then is a little bit of what whatever will be will be, and just do your best. That I mean, that's all we can really do. I was listening to some local radio. Uh, here this morning, it's all they're talking about. It, TV is all they're talking about. The paper, the wires, everything. It's the. It's almost like. A, I mean, election stuff. Um, Joe who, Bernie who? It's not. It's knocked election right off the front page. You know, there's always there's always a story that will take another big story and knock it off. Like I remember nine eleven. Do you remember Gary Condit? The, the congressman who was in his like late 50s and he was shacking up with the 20-year-old intern there, Chandra Levy, that went missing. Poor thing. They later found her dead. Um, poor woman. But um, he had nothing to do with it. But anyway, that's beside the point. It, he was all over the news. And then all of a sudden, uh, 9-11 happened and we never heard about Gary Conant ever again. So it's kind of like, I mean, not to say this, in a, it's a very sad thing, but we haven't been hearing about Kobe Bryant's crash, much, much, much in the news. We haven't heard about anything other than Corona. All right, quick break. Now I'm looking at the TV. Okay, we'll go to we'll go to break, and we'll be back uh, with the president in the Rose Garden. Hey, let's go out with a sort of a, maybe a band a band coronavirus band from radio coronavirus song. All right, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiber Radio. Uh, to, talk to you on the other side, uh, and we will go to the president. All right. <laughs> Another band song in the wake of Corona. <laughs> oh God, there's so many we could do. <laughs> spray me, spray me down. All right, this is Mojo Fiber Radio. Uh, we'll be back with the president. Having an extra supply of food on hand is just smart. Some people call it prepping. I call it smart. You never know what's going to happen in this world. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll find out a lot of good reasons to have that food and some great prices. MyPatriotSupply.com. Don't tread on my mojo. So a gentleman named Dave Chappelle. You probably know Dave Chappelle. So he was accepting the uh, Mark Twain Award. Um, this is where the quote of the Second Amendment is in case the first one doesn't work out came from, uh, which I love that. He also had another quote. Uh, this was from his mother. She said, sometimes you have to be a lion to be the lamb you really are. 
Hey everybody, this is Jason Dufresne, host of Defending 2A. The show airs every Saturday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Mojo 5.0. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-597-9323. Call right now. 800-597-9323. You know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. And if you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Welcome back to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy here on Mojo Five O Radio. Remain calm. All is well. All is well. Okay, uh, here he is, the President of the United States now coming into the Rose Garden. Let's go to that. This is Mojo Fiber Radio. I am Jeremy Lee. Uh, all right, let's go right to the White House. Appreciate everybody being here. Today yeah. I'd like to Don't sneeze. provide an update <laughs> to the American people on several decisive new actions we're taking in our very vigilant effort to combat and ultimately defeat the coronavirus. The, uh, we've been working very hard on this. We've made tremendous progress. Uh, when you compare what we've done to other areas of the world, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. A lot of that had to do with the early uh, designation and the closing of the borders. And as you know, uh, Europe was just designated as the hotspot right now, and uh, we closed that border a while ago. So that was lucky or through talent or through luck, call it whatever you want. But through a very collective action uh, and shared sacrifice, national determination, we will overcome uh, the threat of the virus. I also announced Wednesday night, following the advice of our medical professionals, who are doing a tremendous job, and we appreciate it very much, that we're suspending the entry of foreign nationals who have been to Europe in the last 14 days from entering the United States. Citizens, permanent residents, and our families, any of the families uh, returning from Europe will be subject to extra screening as well as self-isolation for a period of 14 days. As the World Health Organization confirmed today, uh, many of the things that what we said were 100% correct, including our designation before them of Europe, like our earlier very aggressive actions with China. This measure will save countless lives. Uh, I appreciate a number of the folks behind me, a lot, of, number of the people behind me said that uh, that saved a lot of lives at early designation. 
but it is only the beginning of what we're really doing. And now we're in a different phase. We had some very old and obsolete rules that we had to live with. It worked under certain circumstances, but not under mass circumstances. They were there for a long time. They were in place for a long time, and we're breaking them down now. And they're very usable for certain instances, but not for this. To unleash the full power of the federal government in this effort today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Two very big words. The action I am taking will open up access to up to $50 billion of very importantly, very important and a large amount of money for states and territories and localities in our shared fight against this disease. In furtherance of the order, I'm urging every state to set up emergency operation centers effective immediately. You're going to be hearing from some of the uh, largest companies and greatest retailers and uh, medical companies in the world. They're standing right behind me and inside of me. I'm also asking every hospital in this country to activate its emergency preparedness plan so that they can meet the needs of Americans everywhere. The hospitals are very engaged. Uh, New York and various other places are also various engaged. I just spoke with Governor Cuomo. We had a very good conversation. And we're working very strongly with uh, many states, including New York. The emergency orders I'm issuing today will also confer broad new authority to the Secretary of Health and Human Services. The Secretary of HHS will be able to immediately waive provisions of applicable laws and regulations to give doctors, hospital, all hospitals, and healthcare providers maximum flexibility to respond to the virus and care for patients. This includes the following critical authorities, the ability to waive laws to enable telehealth, a fairly new uh, and uh, incredible thing that's happened in the, in the not so uh, distant uh, past. I tell you, what they've done with telehealth is incredible. It gives uh, remote doctors visits and hospital check-ins, the power to waive certain federal license re requirements so that doctors from other states can provide services in states with the greatest need. Number two, the ability to waive requirements that critical access hospitals limit the number of beds to 25 and the length of stay to 96 hours. The ability to waive the requirements of a three-day hospital stay prior to admission to a nursing home, big thing. The authority to waive the rules to hinder hospitals' ability to bring additional physicians on board or obtain needed office space. They can do as they want. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. The authority to waive rules that severely restrict where hospitals can care for patients within the hospital itself, ensuring that the emergency capacity can be quickly established will remove or eliminate every obstacle necessary to deliver our people the care that they need and that they're entitled to. No resource will be spared, nothing whatsoever. Ten days ago, I brought together the CEOs of commercial labs at the White House and directed them to immediately begin working on a solution to dramatically increase the availability of tests. Other Countries have called us and worked with us, and they're 
doing similar things or will be doing similar things. As a result of that action today, we're announcing a new partnership with private sector to vastly increase and accelerate our capacity to test for the coronavirus. We want to make sure that those who need a test can get a test very safely, quickly, and conveniently. But we don't want people to take a test if, if we feel that they shouldn't be doing it. And we don't want everyone running out and taking only if you have certain symptoms. Using federal emergency authorities, the FDA approved a new test for the virus. We did this within hours after receiving the application from Roche, a process that would normally take weeks. We therefore expect up to a half a million additional tests will be available uh, early next week. We'll be announcing locations probably on Sunday night. I want to thank Roche, great company, for their incredible work. I'd also like to thank Thermo Fisher. The FDA's goal is to hopefully authorize the air application within 24 hours. It'll go very quickly. It's going very quickly, which will bring additionally 1.4 million tests on board next week and 5 million within a month. I doubt we'll need anywhere near that. At the same time, we've been in discussions with pharmacies and retailers to make drive-through tests available in the critical locations identified by public health professionals. The goal is for individuals to be able to drive up and be swabbed without having to leave your car. I want to thank Google. Google is helping to develop a website. It's going to be very quickly done unlike websites of the past, to determine whether a test is warranted and to facilitate testing at a nearby convenient location. We have many, many locations behind us, by the way. We cover the this country in large parts of the world, by the way. We're not going to be talking about the world right now. But we cover very, very uh, strongly our country. Uh, stores in virtually every location. Google has uh, 1,700 engineers working on this Right now, they've made tremendous progress. Our overriding goal is to stop the spread of the virus and to help all Americans who have been impacted by this. Again, we don't want everybody taking this test. It's totally unnecessary. Uh, and this will pass. Uh, this will pass through, and uh, we're going to be uh, even stronger for it. We've learned a lot. A uh, tremendous amount has been uh, learned. I want to thank uh, Deborah Burks, and I want to ask her maybe to come up and say a few words as to what's happening. Dr. Burks is a uh, highly respected person I've gotten to know very well over the last six days. And uh, what we've done is rebuilt something that was very old, very old-fashioned, somewhat obsolete, certainly obsolete when it comes to the kind of numbers that we're talking about. Uh, Dr. Burks, please. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, it's a pleasure to be here with all of you. Um, I think you know at the beginning of this epidemic, HHS through CDC proactively developed an assay built on the existing flu surveillance system. That surveillance system was then converted to diagnostic system. But last Tuesday, seeing the spread of the virus around the globe, the President realized that our current approach to testing was inadequate to need the, meet the needs of the American public. He asked for an entire overhaul of the testing approach. 
He immediately called the private sector laboratories to the White House, as noted, and charged them with developing a high-throughput quality platform that can meet the needs of the American public. We are grateful to LabCorp and Quest for taking up the charge immediately after the meeting and within 72 hours bringing additional testing access, particularly to the outbreak areas of Washington State and California and now across the country. We are also very grateful to the universities and large hospital systems that took up the charge to develop their own quality tests made available by new FDA guidance. This has resulted in expanded testing across New York, California, Washington, Colorado, and you see sometimes those drive-through options that have been made available through these high-throughput options. Following the meeting last week, major commercial laboratory equipment and diagnostic companies took immediate action to adopt and develop new testing systems. Last night, the initial company, Roche, received SDA, FDA approval, moving from request to development to approval in record time. This innovative approach centered fully on unleashing the power of the private sector, focusing on providing convenient testing to hundreds of thousands of Americans within short turnaround times. In less than two weeks together, we have developed a solution that we believe will meet the future needs, testing needs of Americans. I understand how difficult this has been. I was part of the HIV AIDS response in the 80s. We knew from, from first finding cases in 1981, it took us to almost 1985 to have a test. It took us another 11 years to have effective therapy. It is because of the lessons learned from that that we were able to mobilize and bring those individuals that were key to the HIV response to this response. I understand that a lot of this behind the scenes action over the last couple of weeks was invisible to the press and the American people. But this intense effort has not only resulted in innovative solutions, but an automated high throughput system bringing the availability of these quality coronaviral testing to the American people at unprecedented speed. Finally, I want you to know in South Korea, they did have a large number of tests available over the last several weeks. Their positivity rate is between three and four percent. With LabCorp and Quest expanded testing, their positivity rate is between one and two percent. So we want to also announce this new approach to testing, which will start in the screening website up here, facilitated by Google, where clients and patients and people of interest can go, fill out a screening questionnaire, move down for symptoms or risk factors, yes. They would move down this and be told where the drive-through options would be for them to receive this test. The labs will then move to the high throughput automated machines to be able to provide results in 24 to 36 hours. That is the intent of this approach. We have seen it work just in our own United States and we wanna bring this across the continent. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I'd like to maybe have Tony, do you want to come up? You've become a, uh, a, I think everybody out here knows you pretty well, but Tony has been doing a tremendous job working long, long hours, and you've seen a lot happen, but this has been, uh, it's been a great experience, and working with you has been terrific. Tony, please. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Uh, this is an example of another example of 
what I've been referring to uh, in my discussions with many of you in the audience as a proactive, leaning forward, aggressive, trying to stay ahead of the curve. And what you see now with this order is that we're going to be able to remove the constraints so that people at the state, the local level, the individual physician, all the way up through the federal government will have as many constraints as possible removed for them to do everything they possibly can so that we can uh, implement the things that we've been talking about. The containment, the mitigation, so that as I've said many times, that curve that I refer to that goes up, we don't want to have that curve. We want to suppress it down to that small mound. And I think what we've done today is something that is going to be a very important element in having us be successful in doing that. We still have a long way to go. There will be many more cases, but we'll take care of that. And ultimately, as the president said, this will end. But what's going on here today is going to help it to end sooner than it would have. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tony. If I could, uh, some of these folks we know, they're celebrities in their own right. They're the biggest business people, the greatest retailers anywhere in the world. And one of them is Doug McMillan from Walmart. And I'd like to have Doug, if you would, say a few words, wherever you may be. Good, Doug, please. When we got the call yesterday from the White House, we were eager to do our part to help serve the country. And given what we're facing, that's certainly important to do. We should all be doing that. So we've been asked to make portions of our parking lot available in select locations in the beginning and scaling over time as supply increases so that people can experience the drive-through experience that the president described. We'll stay involved and do everything we can from a supply chain point of view to be of assistance. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it very much. I'll just stay right over here. And Richard, if you could come up, please. Richard, please. Walgreens, thank you. Yep. Thank, thank you, Mr. President. And similar to uh, to Doug and Walmart, we're uh, happy to stand in here and help in communities all across America. Because a lot of times when we have natural disasters, uh, our stores are a beacon in the community, and this situation is no different. So we look forward to partnering with the CDC, the administration, HHS, and the task force, and specifically to uh, the vice president's doing such a fantastic job. We're ready to engage and help. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great job. Thank you very much. Brian Cornell, Target. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, please. Well, Mr. President, thank you for inviting us here today, along with our colleagues from Walmart and Walgreens and our partners at CVS. Normally, you'd view us as competitors, but today we're focused on a common competitor, and that's defeating the spread of the coronavirus. And we look forward to working with the administration to do our fair share to alleviate this growing threat. So. Thank you for including us today. In the near term, we're all committed to making sure we're keeping our stores open to serve the American consumer who's rapidly stocking up on household essentials, key food and beverage items that they need during this time, making sure we run safe stores and create an environment that's safe for our team members, making sure that they feel supported during this very critical time. So thank you for including thank us. Thank you very much. Great job. Great job. Is Tom here? Tom Poland? Tom? Please. Thank you, Mr. President. As uh, CEO of Becton Dickinson, we're one of the leading uh, providers of medical devices as well as collection uh, products uh, for testing of coronavirus. Uh, we were ramping up our manufacturing capacity to ensure that the right collection devices and uh, testing equipment are ready to uh, to address this issue. Thank you, Mr. Thank President. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great job you've done. Stephen Rakowski, Quest Diagnostics. Please. 
Great job. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. President. So as, as mentioned, uh, we were called to the leadership of the Vice President uh, last week to come together as an industry. And we took uh, advantage of that opportunity to work with the FDA, to work with the Center for Disease Control. And we are up and running with tests in a number of our facilities. As the President mentioned, we now have capabilities from Roach Diagnostics that we will bring into our facilities this weekend. And uh, I know myself and also my colleague at LabCorp will be doing the same. So the capacity available to the American public to support this action with consumers will be considerably increased in the next few weeks. Thank you, Mr. Thank President. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. And Matt Sauce, please, of Roche. Matt, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Mr. President. So from Roche, um, we want to thank the FDA for their rapid approval of our coronavirus test. Um, we really appreciate the partnership with the CDC and the FDA to get that to market as fast as possible because it's critical for us to make that available to help patients in need and working with laboratories to get it up and going in the near future, which will bring hundreds of thousands of tests available to patients in need in the United States. So thank you. And you can do it. You can do it. A great company. David Pierre of Signify. Signify Health, please. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Mr. President. We are the largest house call uh, provider in the U.S., and we go to the homes of the most vulnerable, elderly, and through our network and our logistics engine, we stand ready to help and provide our, our uh, clinicians to be where they're needed, whether they're in retail clinics or in the home, and we're here to assist. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And we'll be changing a lot of the rules, regulations for future should this happen in the future, which we hope it never does, but it will, I guess, somewhere out there. Some bad ones over the years, and uh, I guess that'll continue to an extent, but we hope it never happens, but we're going to be uh, changing a lot of the old uh, rules and specifications and regulations. Adam Schechter, who's really been of tremendous help. LabCorp, please. Adam. Thank you, Mr. President. At LabCorp, we're working every second of every day to increase the number of tests that we can run. We're working with academic medical centers, with our colleagues at Quest, with other uh, hospital and other laboratories to ensure that we do everything we can to increase the testing as we move forward. And I can tell you we understand how important the testing is, and we are committed to doing everything possible. Thank you very much. Great job. Thank you. Thomas Moriarty, CVS. We all know CVS. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, we have been focused since the start of making sure our patients and the customers we serve have the information they need, the safety they need as well. Due to the We're quarantine, to birth control is half off. And local public health officials <laughs> to make this work as well. And thank you, sir, for the honor. Thank you, thank you very much. Thanks. Great job. And Bruce Sorry. Greenstein, LHC Group, tremendously talented people. Thank you very much. What else is there to Mr. do? Mr. President, thank you for the honor of being here. And the home health industry has been treating uh, patients and seniors in the safety and comfort of their own home for decades. We're very proud to be part of the equation for testing in their own home. For Americans that can't get to a test site or live in rural areas far away from a retail establishment, we're here to help to partner with our hospitals and physicians as well as the people we have here today that will be doing testing around the country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, we'll practice that. I like that. That's good. We're also announcing the following emergency executive actions today uh, to help our students and their families. I've 
waived interest on all student loans held by federal government agencies, and that will be until further notice. That's a big thing for a lot of students that are left in the middle right now. Many of those schools have been closed. Based on the price of oil, I've also instructed the Secretary of Energy to purchase, at a very good price, large quantities of crude oil for storage in the U.S. Strategic Reserve. We're going to fill it right up to the top, saving the American taxpayer billions and billions of dollars, helping our oil industry and making us even further toward that wonderful goal which we've achieved, which nobody thought was possible, of energy independence. It puts us in a position that's very strong and we're buying it at the right price. And uh, that's something that uh, would have not even been possible a week ago. Uh, the price of oil went down quite a bit, so we're going to fill it up. It's a good time to fill it up. I'd like to ask Mike Pence to say a few words, please. VP. Thank you, Mr. President. It is, um, this day should be an inspiration to every American. Because thanks to your leadership uh, from early on, not only are we bringing a whole of government approach to confronting the coronavirus, we're bringing an all of America approach. Uh, Mr. President, from early on, you took decisive action. You suspended all travel from China. You created travel advisories, South Korea and Italy. We screened all travelers from all airports in both of those countries. And on the unanimous recommendation of your health experts, you at midnight tonight uh, will effectively suspend all travel uh, from Europe and Americans that were returning will be screened uh, and asked to voluntarily participate in a 14-day quarantine. Throughout this process, Mr. President, you put the health of America first, but you brought the best of America to address it. And it's not just at the federal level. As you said, Mr. President, we've been working with states across the country. We issued broad guidelines from CDC for every American. But this week, at your direction, we tailored specific recommendations from CDC for New York, Washington State, California, Massachusetts, and Florida. And we've been in continuous contact, as you said, with governors around the country. And Mr. President, you have forged a seamless partnership with every state and every territory in this country to put the health of our nation first. But today, I, I trust that people around the country that are looking on at this extraordinary public and private partnership to address the issue of testing with particular inspiration. After you tapped me to lead the White House Corona Task Force, Mr. President, you said, this is all hands on deck. And you directed us to immediately reach out to the American business sector, commercial labs, to meet what we knew then would be the need for testing across the spectrum. And today, with this historic public-private partnership, we have laid the foundation to meet that need. And for Americans looking on, by this Sunday evening, we'll be able to give specific guidance on, a, on when the website will be available. You can go to the website, as the President said. You'll type in your symptoms and be given direction whether or not a test is indicated. And then at the same website, you'll be directed to one of these incredible companies that have, are going to give a little bit of their parking lot so that people can come by and do a drive-by test. And Mr. President, I want to join you in thanking Walmart and CVS and Target and Walgreen. These are companies that are synonymous with communities large and small where people come together, and now they're going to come together to meet the needs of the American public. These commercial laboratories uh, uh, 
LabCorp and Quest and Roach have just done an incredible job stepping forward and are going to literally make, literally make uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of tests available and being processed with results to patients in the very near future. But it's all a result of you tasking us with bringing together not just government resources, which all state labs can now test across the country, CDC is testing, but you said, Mr. President, that we wanted to bring all the resources of the country together, and that's what this partnership really means. Okay, well, I had to dump out of it because we are up against the clock here on the network, and I got to go to town hall news, and my show is wrapping up. Okay, um, may we live in interesting times. I'll leave you with this. Obviously, don't panic. Um, uh, Pre-panic, prepare panic, be careful, be cautious. Uh, Prepare for the worst, hope for the best, but don't freak out. And I I really do believe, regardless of who the president is, Republican, Democrat, whatever, is that we as Americans in situations like this, if we pull together, uh, take the advice from the government, do what they ask us to do, um, and not be defiant, uh, yeah, we will, uh, the Republic will survive and we'll be okay. We'll get through it. Um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a bit of a going for a while, but I believe, um, at the end of the bumpy road, or I should say the rough seas, it will be uh, smooth sailing ahead. All right. With that, I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo 5 Radio. Town Hall News up next. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.